0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome,
1: welcome, welcome. Ben and I just learned a new word. It's called aphantasia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we discovered that uh, Trevor does not have the ability... To form mental images. Something he's just recently discovered other people can do. (laughs) (laughs) And it sucks. But it doesn't stop me from creating stuff
1: as we create stuff every single week. That's right. We usually do that by a random word generator. And that's exactly what we're going to do tonight. We're going to do something a little bit different. We haven't done this for a little while. It's our supersized... Click pitch, whether that's what we used to call it. Or I, can't yeah, I can't fine. remember. Yeah, I fine. Sounds good to me. Um, we take a random phrase. So, we get an adjective and a noun and we chuck them together. We each have, you know, the two words, throw them together, come up with a game design. When it doesn't work, we throw them away. Yeah. That's pretty much
0: it. So, I think generally we try to keep the adjective with the noun that it came with. Uh, from either side take it as a whole phrase but if that doesn't work uh well we can mix and match them to, if something else comes to mind this is loosey-goosey improv stuff we don't have to stick to the rules
1: no so uh, why would we want we to stick to any rules but this is just a a jumping off point it gets us in the right direction don't
0: you know I wrote a whole thing of bitstorm laws and I will put you in bitstorm jail if you break them <laughs> I've broken that before. Three to one click.
1: <laughs> partitioned imagination. Steamiest collection. <laughs> Steamiest collection of partitioned imagination. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, this is definitely porn.
0: Uh, I mean, it's erotica. Uh, okay, how is this a game is this like a some sort of categorization (laughs) like you have to put things yeah i mean partition imagination makes me think of like the the sort of the concept of compartmentalizing right yeah so different different aspects of your life that you keep separate yeah i'm imagining that um well
1: thinking (laughs) as we've just discussed uh (laughs) i'm thinking that um what what your character actually is in this game is Almost like a bookkeeper, or or like the collection sort of person.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Inside this guy's brain, so it's all about
0: oh, choosing
1: choosing the right things to keep, um, you know, and putting into the, into the various <laughs> files.
0: <laughs> so it's kind of a bit of inside out or Herman's head, yeah, style <laughs> thing where you are. Are you just one of the people? Is this like a situation where you're dealing with? The bureaucracy of this person's brain, yeah, I
1: think so. I think you know sort of like your big FBI agents sort of thing in the brain are almost like your long term memory sort of guys you're you're sort of like the sorting guy who gets to choose what parts like of the short term what parts of the short term memory have to go on to the to the long term memory, right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you're like yeah exactly, you've got like a conveyor belt of all the experiences. <laughs> Uh, the sensations coming into the brain at once and you're like th- throwing most of them away and keeping the ones that matter. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think from a systems point of view that gets very complicated very fast. Oh, yeah. Extremely uh, I don't think we could go down that sort of route where what you're doing, you know, is affecting a system that affects the world. I think we need to go in a bit more of a narrative way. Yep. Um. Now- I, and then I guess that comes down to, is it narrative in a sort of papers please way where you are still actually performing these actions? Like, you know, you're seeing this conveyor belt of of sentences and pictures and uh, different things going past and either like- And analysing each one and throwing them in the bin or sending them off to long-term memory or, or you know, flagging particular things. Like, maybe based- Again, based on the narrative, like, you're- Supposed to be watching out for things because this is what your human being is alert for at this point.
1: Okay, I, I've got an idea of where I'd like to take this, and I, I think it's in. It works well in the narrative sort of way that you know your first couple of days. It's almost like your first day on the job. You're you're now you know sorting the memories. You've you've taken like this this random memory that um, looks sort of important that you need to you need to sort of put aside. Okay. And it falls into the wrong basket. Like it okay. falls into the garbage sort of thing. Yeah. But it turns out that this memory that that you wanted to send to your long-term memory was actually like your character is now going to or your your human is going to be a witness in in like a trial coming up. <laughs>
0: okay. And yeah. so you've now got to so go through like the the frontal brain initiative um (laughs) investigation I love it (laughs) turns up and is like you know we've we've heard word that this piece of information you know should have been in long term memory like did it come through short term memory what happened to it and, and from then on,
1: it's sort of like an, it's, an, it's an adventure through the brain trying to find out where this memory has actually gone. Where
0: it ended up. You have to, like, go down to the garbage collection thing and they're like, yeah, like, memories hang around here for a few days. But then, yep. you know, they go into the incinerator or whatever. Um, when, Or it's like as they sleep or something. It's like when they sleep, that's when we throw out, like, all the memories because it's like the cleanup period or something. Um, and you've got the night. And so, you have to talk to the night shift. I, I kind of <laughs> like- um,
1: you know, you're sort of running around. You, you find out that the human's getting sleepier because it was like earlier, th- earlier today that this. Oh, God. This yeah. And so you, you sort of open up the steamy collection and just, you know, start throwing it out there. So he's, you know, well, that's, that's given us at least 15 minutes.
0: Got- you just get him super horny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love that idea of like, you just start pumping serotonin. Like, you, you go to talk to like the chemical. Uh, you've got, you know, the, the, they're basically like the, I don't know. Are they are they the sewage of the brain, or are they like the water supply, or something like what would be the, what would be the the the, the section that's that's uh, responsible for pumping all the the happy drugs around? Um, just like a uh, dispensary. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like your pharmacy sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's your just, pharmacy. There you go.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just imagining that the steamy thing is like a spank bank. It's like this huge bank. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's the spank bank. It's an actual bank as well. So you've got to, you've got, because I'm kind of thinking it's point It's a bank heist in the middle of it. Oh my God, it's a bank heist for the spank bank. Yes, you have to get them out of the spank bank and like somehow throw them into like short-term memory or whatever, like into the, the current, what's your active memory or something, you know, like your acti- your fr- the frontal cortex or something. To to keep them awake. They're just like, why am I suddenly super horny? (laughs)
1: And uh, I'm just imagining that because because you're rifling through all these weird, like, memories, like, in the middle of it, like, in the middle of its session, like, this memory about grandma comes up and he goes,
0: oh. (laughs) It gets mixed up. You drop it, like. (laughs) there's like the outgoing something and yeah, it gets fixed up with his grandma or something. Jesus Christ. That could be so hilarious. That's really good. Yeah. I love this sort of a more in depth inside out kind of thing, but it's, it's more of a bureaucracy than, I mean, you could could have a bit of a laugh
1: about some of the, some of the, um, you know, traditional things that people think about and all that sort of stuff. It's sort of like he's having sex and wants to last longer. So, he starts thinking about baseball. So, <laughs> you know, you, it just so happens that, you know, you you see almost like a, you know, you're rifling through baseball stuff. It's like, oh, it needs to last longer.
0: Please, quick, find this. and <laughs> Yeah. Well, I love you've got kind of like your conductor or something yeah. almost of like they're in control of bringing thoughts to the front of the mind uh yeah, and it's it's a high pressure or like air traffic controller or something right? Yep. and they're so the, yeah they're having to say like you know okay, do we have like do we have the baseball you know yeah like uh, baseball prepared at uh you know in in three two one, okay, bring it forward all right his you know <laughs> pleasure meter is is stable uh sitting at 97 percent all right uh oh it's it's rising again quickly quickly, uh, grandma socks all. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the big guns, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, th- I'm no, thinking. No, no, that- don't think of big guns. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking early
1: on, like the fir- the first couple of days or whatever. In the- in this is almost like the first act, just going through. Okay, now we're going through dream time, and you- you're oh, seeing think the part of yeah, dreams. you kind of
0: you have the status quo, right? Like the beginning is just here's the world, here's sort of how it works. Again, do you think you have like maybe it's a mini game sort of thing where it is you actually doing your job? And kind of sorting these memories in some way, and having to look out for certain certain things.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just wondering whether whether we sort of do our usual thing of, um, I mean, sorting in VR is pretty awesome. Being able to sort of you know pull the pull the uh, the image closer closer to yourself and actually That's sort true. of able to see inside the crystal ball sort of thing, and then putting it in.
0: Oh, you're thinking of a very inside-out kind of globes. Yeah. Yeah, I do I was do almost like that. thinking of it as like a just like just rand like a picture is just uh, like it's been printed out almost, or a- <laughs> it,
1: it's almost like a, a Harry Potter esque um, photograph in that people are moving yeah, inside yeah. the flat piece of paper.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I I like that in VR and adventure games in VR can be interesting. I think you'd I um I feel like you'd want it fairly stylized. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how, but yeah. Anyway, stylized, even maybe like even 2D-ish characters in that they're kind of flat planes that turn to face you and animate a bit. Like, I don't know, almost like a semi cartoonish thing, but in the 3D VR world. And I, I feel like that could be kind of cool. So- I'm starting to think that your
1: character that you're playing is actually- you, you have sort of slots on your body in which you can- um, you're actually almost like the projector of the memories so that- as you pick up a memory and you and you insert it into a slot the person actually remembers it so that's why when you're going through okay. like this bank bank and stuff that's why you can basically that's how you're able
0: to do it yeah effectively you're trying to smuggle it out oh i like this idea but i think you're like one of because what's the whole thing you can remember like seven things at once or something yeah before you start Lou. i feel like there's just you've got like kind of your squad um, like you're like one of the seven Memory projectors or whatever, and you you take orders from the conductor to to put things to the front of mind. Um, and I, I, I'm sort of picturing a slot like in your belly. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is it is sort of the similar um, like globes, and you kind of insert it, insert it in there, and that's and that's your human actively thinking about that thing.
1: Oh, I'm just imagining like. Because when, then that
0: could be cool in VR as well.
1: Yeah, one of one of the um, one of the parts that you have to sort of go through in in your journey is actually uh, like the mind's eye. So okay, that's where all all the weird, crazy sort of shit goes down. Like, um, you know, as he's Just as like he's the visualizing something fleeting the thoughts,
0: huh? Just those random fleeting thoughts. Random fleeting th- thoughts. Like as and- you go across a bridge, is this like the picture of it, like imagining jumping off? I'm like what would that feel like? Yep. And it's just or, like no, don't or let pushing someone off. <laughs> you yeah. know, you know that thought that goes
1: through someone's head. It's like, what would happen if I pushed that guy into traffic? Mm, I think <laughs> that's just you, Trevor. I think you might be a psychopath.
0: <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> You're finding out a lot about yourself this week. Um, no, I, I actually really love this, uh, yeah, that, that idea of inserting these things into your, into your belly and having some sense that, okay, like that's having an effect because now this human is thinking about that. And yeah, that it's, you kind of go rogue to track down this mistake that you made. And I don't know if it's as, I I wonder if we even bother with, or or maybe you don't find out to the end what this piece of information was. Yeah. Like, you know that it's important because of all the shit that's going around inside it. But, like, until you get to, like, you find it out by going through the different places of the brain. Because, like, literally the only perspective you have on things are what they are thinking about at this second. And you kind of can't conceive of the long-term aspects or how they all connect together. So, it's not until you go and visit long-term memory or, like, the emotional center or something, you know, you start finding out how this person is actually feeling and what they're thinking and what the situation is. So I'm just wondering how like
1: long-term memory and all this sort of stuff will actually be be sort of like visualized. visualized whether whether will actually be almost I'm thinking whether the character is almost in like a normal uh sort of office sort of space and is just the yeah, I feel like it's bureaucratic
0: Okay, so maybe it's not the, <laughs> maybe it's not the, um, the globes, cause that is a bit too inside out. Maybe yeah. they're just, it's all paper and you've got basically like a, one of those light projectors that you, um, have in like classrooms built into your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like the idea of it. It
1: just looks like a normal office sort of thing. And the more that you actually look into it, you know, Yes, the FBI comes in and they're looking for this one bit of paper and all this sort of stuff. And you got to try and, you know, get away from them and find this bit of paper that has gone missing. And it's yeah. sort of like a, it's a mid, mid-act mid reveal that you're actually within some guy's head when you come across the spank oh, bank so or something like that. so you're
0: saying you don't even let him know out the front.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not something that, that yeah. is known from the get-go. And that's when-
0: sure. I think you start giving clues pretty quickly based on oh, the yeah. types of things that are coming across your desk or on your screen or whatever. Uh, I do like the idea that long term memory is like halfway through digitizing things. <laughs> so, there's just all these like mass. it's just these, this warehouse full of boxes of paper and stuff. Oh, I'm, they- pict- I'm picturing
1: the warehouse from, like, Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, that sort of size. Just these huge things. And there's just, like, this one person there, like, scanning them into computer into a computer. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're trying to modernize.
1: <laughs> it's just, like, an old guy on a typewriter. <laughs> sort of, like, on a
0: keyboard. Just <laughs> on a keyboard, just, <laughs> just, just t- sing- typing it in. Single fingers. Single- yeah. <laughs> because well, then one of the puzzles could be, like, maybe- Maybe things that have been digitized, like, only things that have been digitized can be remembered or something properly. Like, it's mm-hmm. this whole backlog from previous in their life. Uh, and so, you have to get something to the front of the queue or, like, you have to get something entered in to to, to make sure they remember it or something like that. Yeah. I really, yeah, I loved, really like I love that you're making all these connections. And, yeah, that's really cool. That would be a really fun exploration of- well- Metaphor. It doesn't get
1: any better than that, so we're gonna call it a day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After one game. Nah let's go no, three to one. Let's go. One let's go. <laughs> <laughs> creepy boat. <laughs> Welcome telephone. <laughs> Welcome telephone <laughs> creepy boat. Okay. Well, I mean creepy boat. I I'm feeling Stephen Kingish. This is like the
1: haunted car, but it's the creepy boat. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm almost, almost looking at this as like a Bioshock sort of thing as well. Like you know how you had that boat at the start of mm. like Bioshock Infinite that you were going up towards the lighthouse and all that sort of stuff. kind of okay, felt a little bit like that. I all right, know. but yeah, I do I do like the idea of of a creepy boat um, in a in a horror sort of game. With a I wonder
0: offer. if this is a a bright horror game, and by that I mean this is not. It's not Shadows, foggy. It's, it's not. It's not fo- Yeah. It's not misty. This is a game where everything is like vibrant, f- vibrant. But
1: so it's, is it's blood. It's sort of finding the cracks. <laughs> so is
0: blood. It's like sort of finding the the cracks in that, and and. Yeah, where it's, that it's like that, creepy. It's like the happy side of We Happy
1: Few, you know, how bright and vibrant.
0: Sort of, it was but that was the- sort of very obviously <laughs> this like fake creepiness on the happy side. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is mostly, it's not that it's like over the top happy, it's just that this is a relatively vibrant looking world. And it could even be a bit cartoonish. A beautiful, like beautiful, cel- you like, beautiful know, sort of cell shaded ish oh, yeah. sort of. Thing, but it's a fucking horror game. Like, we find ways to sort of subvert expectations there and put people on edge. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the first things I want them to come across is, like, a- Like, maybe maybe the old Telstra-style um, telephone boxes. Yep. Yep. That, you know, it's one of the first things that you come across is this telephone box is ringing- and you know maybe, maybe it sends you does it open opens.
0: on that? Is that like literally the cold open
1: um, whether it's the cold open or whether the cold open is is literally you and you in a boat you're woken up and you're just sort of you're cruising down a river, mm-hmm, and as you get to the edge, like into this beautiful, lush like forest, right in the middle of of this clearing, is like this old telephone booth. With a ringing phone.
0: Okay, I mean that's already kind of creepy. I was yeah. kind of hoping we could keep it, <laughs> like <laughs> keep keep the happy going until we really. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's there are a few ways we could go because I'm trying to think. Like, I want the player to obviously they're going to be maybe expecting something. Just from a meta point of view, because they know they bought this as a horror game. <laughs> but I want them to be confused at the well, beginning. Did of they like, buy this as this seems, a horror game? Or, well, I don't know. Some, some didn't, a- but some would. Like once word gets around, it's hard to keep that thing secret. But I, want I don't them, know. People are pretty good at keeping secrets. At, I want them guessing at. Well, even if they're okay, if they're not, if they're, even if they're not expecting it, but I don't want them expecting it. And I want if they are expecting it, I want them guessing at where the. The turn's going to come and I want them to be wrong. So, I'm wondering if- I'm kind of picturing a very Nintendo-esque, bright, cartoony world Mm -hmm. on a- like a sail- like a relatively large sailboat with a cast of, you know, three or four interesting characters. Yep. And, yeah, you just- you start on this boat- and you're on a journey, and it feels very wholesome <laughs> and fun. Okay. Yep. But at some point, shit starts turning. Okay. So are you on a
1: cruise, sort of like a um, like a P and O sort of cruise? Yeah, with-
0: I was kind of thinking that. I think we want to limit it, limit the number of other people on the cruise.
1: Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to see this as like, um, this is a. You won a competition um, yep. to go on this cruise, yep. and literally there's there's a skeleton crew, yourself and like two other prize winners or something like that. Yeah, and you've been brought onto this cruise that is sort of traveling. It's like a huge boat.
0: I'm thinking, I'm picturing almost kind of like an Animal Crossing opening, almost where like in that it's whatever you've you've inherited a farm. Like here you go, blah blah. blah. It's like that sort of thing. It's like, you've won this cruise, you know, you're going on a cruise. It's a grand thing. It's going to be this yep. amazing adventure. And then you're just on the boat and you're exploring and it's, it feels amazing. And you can, yeah, go and talk to people and different things happen. Um, but then, yeah, we obviously. So, start turning it. The first island that you get to. 'Cause I'm thinking like a lot of these cruisers,
1: overnight, like yeah. we'll pull in at a port and then you get off and it's sort of like For a sure. and I think sort of wanna do that to mix it up. Yeah. Sort of talk to a couple of the locals and, and they're all happy go lucky. It's the second or third island that you get to that like shit goes down.
0: And the telephone's there. I like yep. I do like that idea of you reach a clearing and there's just a telephone and it starts ringing. Yep. Uh, And up to this point, like, yeah, it's kind of been this just fun game and you're, like, managing your money and, like, buying souvenirs that you can put in your cabin, (laughs) getting to know the other people. (laughs) Very Animal Crossing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in that sort of way. And I think, like, the other- they are, like, these quirky, like, maybe anthropomorphic animals or, like, Pokemon-style creatures or something. Like, you know, like, it's a very Nintendo-esque sort of thing uh, where it's just all these different weird- species of things living happily together, and then you get to this island, does everyone get off the I Like, do you- Is the island normal to begin with, or it's literally you come ashore and- Um, I think maybe
1: the- the couple of other cruise winners, they decide not to go off and you decide, well, I'm- I'm here. Like, let's go- let's go exploring. Yeah. And so, you're all alone, you get there to the island- and just uh, just after you get off the off the phone, you sort of look out because I'm I'm picturing it's almost at the top of like this this um, sort of on a plateau or something like that. You can see the boat off in the distance. Yeah, as the boat takes a what it starts leaving. Oh, okay. So that's cool. That's almost showing okay something something's happening. They knew that you were off because they said that they were you know they were going to wait. Yep. And now you're on this
0: island all alone. So, I like- Yeah, I like that you. it's set up that, okay, this is, you know, a relatively uninhabited island. You're- Like, we've organized for a, a hike for you or whatever. Like, you can take this trail. And so, it- Again, it's just like, oh, like, nice wildlife and different things. And maybe you do see some signs of civilization off in the distance, like smoke coming up that you assume is from houses or something. Mm-hmm. And then you, yeah, you reach the end of this hike and does, you see the boat leaving. And then is that when the phone rings? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just as just
1: as you hear, like, the first thing you hear is, like, the, the boat sort of whistle yeah.
0: go. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: As it takes away, as it leaves. And you're like, oh, shit. And it just sort of does, you know, one of those sort of. Shots of your eyes are just wide open as you turn around and there's a telephone <laughs> box that wasn't there before. Yeah,
0: the whole, like, pan, what's that, like, um zoom and pan simultaneous thing that, like, s- stretches the background out. Yeah. As you bring into focus, like, this
1: big-ass uh, freaking um, Phone box. Phone box that wasn't there, like, two seconds ago.
0: Yeah. All right. So, what does the- per- Who's on the end- other end of the phone and what do they say? Because I think they're still- Pretty like jovial. Do you um, know I, what I mean? I like, think it's.
1: I think it could be the voice of like the ship captain, and okay. and um, and he's just
0: like, all right, enjoy your time. Like we'll come back for you. Um, like goes, totally we, normal. We,
1: we've had we've had a, a small issue with with uh, like some other people on a, on a nearby island. We've had to leave. You know, you'll be fine there. We'll be we'll be back for you later on today. And okay. it's sort of like, okay, what's going on? Like, this this phone box, A, so wasn't here a minute ago. Yeah.
0: So, I like the idea that it's actually, like, almost completely normal, except for the fact that he's calling you on this phone box that just was not there previously. Yep. Like, otherwise, there's nothing to be suspicious of. <laughs> but it's just that- What the fuck? Why- How did this phone box just appear? Yeah. And I like that the player at this point could even be thinking, like, oh, well, maybe that's just how communication works in this world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. But it's, it's still
0: putting them a bit on edge.
1: So- the rest of the game sort of plays out on this island. On the island, okay. Whether it turns into into you know like a the forest sort of survival thing, or whether mm. it's a more of a runaway like away Zelda
0: ish kind of yeah sort of thing, maybe yeah or a Tomb Raider. I could see it being like a Zelda, or, yeah, like an exploration, some sort of like platforming ish, you know, light combat.
1: We said horror before, so how is it supernatural terrors? Is it?
0: Yeah, I guess we should figure out what actually is going. on. I mean, <laughs> is it alien? Well, actually, crisis or actually, is that's it- one of the that's one of the worst things about horror movies and and media in general. Is it can be really easy, and uh, you can really effectively build up tension like that of the unknown. Yep. It's when you re- when you have to pay that off and reveal what it actually is, mm-hmm. it's often almost always a huge letdown. Yeah. I feel like there's, very, you know, when it, whenever it's just some random monster or it's like, oh, okay, like, whatever. So, I I guess what I'm saying is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that I feel like I could see the potential here for really building up this tension for what's going on. Um, is it more is totally, totally do a J.J. An Abrams unseen- and just, like, leave the fucking ending to
1: someone else. Is it one of these things of kind of like a, it's an unseen sort of terror. It's sort of almost stalking you. So,
0: yeah, I guess. Uh, Is it even a thing or is it just that like weird shit is happening to you, right? Like, I mean, I guess maybe it's that you're being haunted in some way. (laughs) But yeah, I I guess is it an entity? Is there, because I, yeah, I don't know how to resolve it, I suppose, at this point. Are you trying to- Is this is this island haunted by, like, the indigenous people that were colonized and killed or something? And they're haunting you and, and you have to uncover their story and end up helping them or something?
1: Yep. I think what you could almost do earlier in the game, just to sort of show that this is almost a normal thing that sort of has happened before, is, like, um, someone got left on- on, like, the first island as they went off to the second island and then they went back to the first island sort of thing, mm. like, to pick them up later on. It's almost like a, oh, yeah, this, this
0: has happened before. Like, they they come back. Yeah, well, it could just be, like, yeah, at, at different places, the ship just kind of bounces back and forth between these different islands because different people want to get off at different times or something. Yeah.
1: What I kind of like almost is that the the person that came back from the first island is not Ooh. quite the same. Like- Okay. There's something a little bit weird about them. Like- yeah, um, They're not as chipper as before, and they're, they're very, like, blunt as to, like, their answers, whereas before Ooh. they and were- And then do
0: you find them on the island, even though nobody came off with you?
1: And they're, they're somewhat more normal, maybe. And it's almost like a- um.
0: Well, I think it is that's just that very, like, they're acting a bit different. They're still acting like a normal person, but not the hmm. same person that they were. Like, and only because you had talked to them previously do you recognize that. Yep. It's sort of you're unsure if anything's changed or you just don't know them well enough. Yeah. Or they're just in, just having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, cause I kind of like the idea of later on in the game, you meet your doppelganger. Right. Okay. So you're saying that there's some sort of body, not body snatching, but like, um, taking the form of yep. someone. Yeah. Okay. And
1: I think the horror also comes from like just the creepiness, like the, the, the thought that you're getting stalked by something.
0: Well, and I think it's just the unsettled feeling of things not being quite right. Yeah, and things appearing when
1: When they shouldn't be appearing and then disappearing when you turn around again and, like, you hear a noise behind you and there's nothing.
0: (laughs) I like playing with that in the sense that you're in this world full of cutesy anthropomorphic animals and, like, brightly coloured cell shading. Like, you're never quite sure if something is supposed to be like that or not, but then that just- we can like, that just adds to it, you know? Um, I'm imagining walking
1: down a path, you hear something from behind you, you turn around, nothing's there, you turn back around and there's the phone booth again. Like, right, yeah. And it's just yep. that sort of, oh, this is kind of unsettling. <laughs> Any then, time I turn around, and there could be Then later on there. the
0: game, you do just, like, reveal that actually in this world, like, people just summon phone booths to communicate with each other. It's just, like, <laughs> making a phone call. <laughs> You think <laughs> like I that's need to talk actually to my wife. not the creepy bit? Yeah, <laughs> and the <a> phone booth <laughs> <And> just appears. The <laughs> phone booth appears behind her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah, that's cool. I, I the main thing, the main takeaway from that is I love the idea of an unsettling horror game set in a brightly coloured Animal Crossing-esque world. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on a Nintendo! Don't be cowards. Put lots of blood on it as well. Lots of. That's what the game's called. Just because that will make that won't tape tip people off. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Click. All right. Three, two, one. Click. Extinguished champagne, giving red, giving red. Okay, I mean red kind of made me like just in the context of champagne made me think of red wine, so like just alcoholic. I mean drinks like a dinner party
1: or something. What would actually happen if someone made champagne from red grapes instead of champagne grapes?
0: Well, actually, champagne is a, I don't know, I guess you could grow red grapes in the champagne region of France. <laughs> <laughs> like I know
1: champagne it. is really, you know, only from this one location Grape in France and everything else is just sparkling <laughs> I know. wine. And sparkling red is a thing, but I kind of like the idea of in this world, like, this is the first ever sparkling red from the- from the area known as champagne.
0: <laughs> okay. I- I do kind of like the idea of a dinner party, though. hmm So, maybe it's like- maybe it's like someone has brought this, like, red- red champagne. As- because they know the person is really into wine and champagne and grape-based drinks. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just kind of the kickoff point for, like, some sort of narrative something.
1: Yep. Well, you said extinguished.
0: Yeah. Is is the reason there's no red champagne because it's (laughs) flammable? Well, I mean, it's- I guess alcohol in general. I mean, you couldn't light champagne on fire, but- Yeah. Does it- does it really up the flammability of it?
1: Okay, yeah. So, I'm I'm really imagining that, um, this is sort of like one of our rare combat games in that you have to turn all these champagne bottles
0: into, like, Molotov cocktails. (laughs) Okay, so you come to a dinner party and then, like, you're attacked by home invaders- and one of the tools you have is this uber flammable red champagne that was like five hundred dollars a bottle. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I'm <laughs> I'm liking this quite a lot. Like I'm just imagining, you know, these home invaders. How big is this? Is this an actual mansion that you're in? Is it
0: Okay, yeah, I, I like the idea of a, a very stealth based combat game where you don't play anyone particularly versed in stealth. You're these, like, upper-class families or, like, couples. And, yeah, these people in masks have, like, broken into the house. Okay. So,
1: do you get a choice of what sort of character you want to play? Like, from the family? I think
0: maybe you choose from the the couples. Like, I think two couples, right? Like, it's just... Two couples in, like,
1: France. They've gone away together. So like an right. Airbnb, they're sort like of in thing.
0: a villa or something.
1: But yeah, you've you've turned up at this place and it's this huge mansion. Yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking it's almost a Home Alone esque
0: sort of. <laughs> right, thing. you're setting it, up traps and stuff.
1: Oh it, it, yeah, sort of setting up traps, but it's also a, a Home Alone esque story in the fact that um, there's something in the house that the um, that the invaders want, and yeah, they don't they don't want many people stopping them so they're they're sort of escalating
0: to to violence and murder. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And so yeah, you, you end up kind of you choose your character. Do we change anything up other than just this is the character you chose? Or and like keep the story basically the same or Um I I, I think your um your
1: choice depends on um well, will change, you know, how good
0: your your stealth or throwing stats, or okay, so they do have stats. It's not just a cosmetic. Choose who you want to play. Yeah, but it's
1: it's you know minor changes. Yeah, what okay. right I'm thinking. Um, maybe it's more. Story you know, if you're change. wearing a, if you're wearing a
0: dress, then it's going to be harder to crouch down and exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But if you're wearing a, a stunning pantsuit, then yeah, then you, you know. then you good. Okay, and then. Yeah, I'm thinking very much you're kind of making your way through this house. Uh, Are you separated at the beginning, maybe? And you're trying to meet up with the other couple or something. Like, maybe you you just have one of the other people with you. And so, there's a bit of companion sort of stealth happening. I kind
1: of like the idea that depending on the character that you choose, like, in the story, this one particular character always gets up and goes to the door. Um, so if you decide to play Carlos, then you, you are the one that is going to go to the door. But if you decided to, to play Fred, then, you know, Fred, you're, you're at the dinner table. You're at the dinner table. When when shit um, goes down. Yeah. When you hear stuff going down and, and like, you don't hear anything from Carlos. Yeah. Like, but if you're the one answering the door, then you, you know, you may be able to change it a little bit in the fact that. You've got the reflexes to actually shut the door, and then they've got to get in some other way.
0: Right. Okay. So did you just get some slightly branching stuff? Yeah, slightly on, branching yeah.
1: depending on which character you chose, but in the end, like it's all going to it's all going to amalgamate in in like a
0: a finale. Yeah, I think it, it converges pretty quickly. Yeah. But, yeah, you get to, like, go through different aspects of the house in different or different areas of the house in different order or something based on,
1: yeah, I on who like, you choose. And, I do yeah. kind of like the idea that if you choose, like, the petite woman, she can actually go uh, travel through the dumbwaiters.
0: Right. <laughs> so, so okay. she can
1: get to an area that, like, everyone else can't quite get to as quickly.
0: Um, right. And may do unlock a, later on in the game for them. Sort of like a Gears of War, I think, esque thing where if you choose the person who ends up paired up with- the petite woman, uh, Christine, that you you end up sending her through the dumb waiter, but then she like opens doors for you and stuff, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it's it's sort of you're playing the alternate parts of of that particular pathway. Yeah, yeah, right, like that's that. cool. And so, obviously, fairly stealth based. Are you like knocking these people out? I mean, we talked about. Obviously, creating Molotov cocktails. I feel like that's maybe later game though. You're not probably not setting the whole mansion on fire as you go. No, um, it, it
1: sort of it sets fire very quickly, but goes out just as quickly. Okay. Like, it's sort of like it's, it's a bigger flash and then sort of dissipates yep. rather quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, we need to, we set that up before the people come up. Like, it's sort of a feature of the thing that you can like light it and it just, it's I'm imagining like a that, that,
1: like, um, kind of like a flaming mo, where they, you know, they yeah. sort of light it on fire and they blow it out. Um, they light it on fire; it just sort of burns for like two, three seconds, and then goes out. And they drink it. Um, yeah. It's sort of like it's the way that you drink this this um, red champagne.
0: <laughs> sure, I'm sure. The fucking the connoisseurs out there are they go, like, what, like what the us, fuck? But- <laughs> And then again, oh, if right. they're That's listening cool.
1: to us, awesome.
0: <laughs> Welcome. I I I like that. And then yeah, you, you obviously they they find out what the what they're looking for and and defeat them all. And there's the big boss guy or something, and you set them on fire and then <laughs> 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 go back to your dinner party.
1: And then you find out, like, if you go down into the basement, like- Because I'm picturing this is on the edge of a cliff. You go down in, into the basement and there's, like, a secret door that leads down into, like, these secret old vampire crypts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> setting up the sequel. Setting up the sequel. Bringing- Where uh, bringing red is a very different- uh, Oh, It's yeah. a very, very different meaning. Yes. Love it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking
1: that maybe- um, these guys who, who have actually come through are actually vampire hunters. And, okay. And that's what they're actually going for. But yeah. you don't realise until the you very don't end. You find that like, out
0: until the end. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's kind cool. of like, um, a spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, but Cabin in the Woods and in, in the fact that, you know, they're trying to save, you know, humanity- but, um, but they're doing the, it in a brutal way. The protagonists of the of the movie are, are sort of like have stopped that in in, in a really bad way, and yeah, <laughs> now humanity is actually doomed. Right, cool. Like it said that the game on
0: dooming humanity. Yep, and uh, click again. <laughs> 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 okay, unspeakable ham,
1: <laughs> royal. Liver. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, so it's some sort of butchery game. It's like butcher-mancy. <laughs> I think we did a game about butchery, though, where you had to, like, did. make the cuts. It was that PAX a couple of years ago. But I do kind of like this idea of, um, like, meat-based, like, spell-spell-making or something. <laughs> Like, it's like one <laughs> leg of unspeakable ham, two royal livers.
1: Oh, and when we say royal livers, we're talking, like, cannibalistic, like, you've got yeah, to Yeah, this is kill like the king. livers of
0: the royal family. <laughs> Doesn't say All how right, fresh is, it are, needs to is be. Is this like a necromancy game? Are you an evil sorcerer? In this game, and the thing, and you are like it's almost Hitman esque, but in a sort of fantasy sorcery world, and you're harvesting organs and things.
1: Oh yeah, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving loving the whole idea about it—a um, a fantasy Hitman game. Like, yeah. Why? Why isn't that a thing?
0: Yeah. So like, you're you're going through the ca- like the whole the goal of this one is like, all right, I need a royal liver, so I'm going to infiltrate the fucking palace, mm-hmm. and and like kill the prince yep but you've got yeah you've got like you know moves where you can turn yourself into smoke and go through a vent and oh, oh, yeah, yeah. D- these sorts of things i mean i guess dishonored has some aspects of uh eh. a kind of fantasy hitman but no i think this is much more you can disguise yourself you can you know but, but you disguise yourself with a like freaking brutal spell that just like Transforms your face into them and leaves them for dead.
1: <laughs> it's
0: it literally steals their
1: face. <laughs> yeah, they're just a like blank face, like in this super creepy, disformed blank face. Oh god! And you got to put them down like a well or something. So that yeah, they you can't- still have
0: to dispose of them. But you know, you could you maybe have. If you find the right ingredients, because actually I like that idea of just like in Hitman, you're kind of using stuff that's around in the environment. You can create potions and stuff. You've got your spell book or you've got your potion book. What I kind of like in this is like, yes, you're looking
1: for royal liver. While you're harvesting organs from there, you can also sort of like take the prince's spleen and heart and like- um, Oh,
0: I think you take the whole, some other thing yeah, as well, the whole shebang but, for later on. Just but then you've got to you need- like
1: preserve the, um, the, 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 the spell ingredients that you need.
0: Oh, okay. So, you have to have found some formaldehyde.
1: Yeah. But of course, if you've got the- if you don't have, you know, enough salt or or formaldehyde mm. or whatever, then it actually impacts how- good a quality it is, how depending on how the long is. it is. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So, Just because I kind of is- like the idea
1: of latest latest spells <clears throat> that you can you can- you don't have to go off and find another prince to kill. You can actually- Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. That you basically- you, you know, you catch it initially as you get more points for the more things you harvest. And so, it's like, you can just take the liver, but if there are guards around, like, you're not going to get time to take more stuff. You might have to run- Mm -hmm. Um, but if you manage to, you know, kill them in a private place where you're going to have a bit of time, you can do, you can get more stuff from them. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Let's think, what is the arc of the main character? Like, what are they trying to do overall in this game? Are they trying to bring like a loved one back from the dead? Are they, you know, trying to take over the freaking the- I I kind of like almost, almost
1: having it like in the last game. I've already forgotten the last game. Where you know it turns out that these bad these bad guys that you you thought were you know bad guys all along they're they're actually you know doing something for the greater good.
0: Okay, so he's, he's your trying, to, he's is, trying yeah. to
1: do something to avert like the apocalypse or something climate like that. Climate change. Yeah. <laughs> Allegory for climate change, definitely. But basically, you know you're taking any means possible to- for the greater good. Like, as far as you're concerned, you know, if, if a few people have to die so the rest can live, yep. you know, that's effectively the the uh, philosophy that this, this character has taken.
0: Okay. And so, is the goal- like, is it that there's sort of a grand spell that they're trying to pull off and, and basically all these missions are them getting the ingredients and, and the things they need for it? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking
1: that what this is- uh the spell that they're going for the eventual spell anyway is a yep. warding spell and early on in the game you see like a a bright uh star in the sky okay and as it as the days and weeks go on like it the star is bigger getting and bigger, and and bigger and bigger and bigger as it's you know a full on you know meteorite coming to or asteroid or whatever coming yep. to destroy the world yeah okay
0: okay but you don't necessarily communicate this to the player right away.
1: I- no, it's kind of like, um, you know, if you look at any of those Fortnite events that they've had, right. you know, something just happens. Like, yeah. they don't explain it, but people sort of make lore around it.
0: Um, maybe you can actually have some people talking about mm. it in within the um, within Yeah, the world I think of That's it. I think you start giving exposition and, you know, you get a glimpse at your character's spell book, but it doesn't make clear. Like, you see that it is some sort of- Powerful spell, but it's, you don't know right. You don't know until later that it's like a warding spell. You just maybe someone's even coaching you to find this stuff. Like maybe you, the maybe you're not. Maybe you're not the person who's trying to do this spell. Maybe you're working for the person trying to do this spell. Mm-hmm. You're their apprentice or something. The sorcerer's apprentice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the necromancer's apprentice, uh, who. So, so you are just being told that you need to get these ingredients, go out and use the skills I've taught you to, to gather them for me. But then as the game goes along, you start to realize and get some insight into, like, maybe you even find their spell book or something and you can flip through it and you find, you know, a spell that has you know th- um, three of the ingredients you've found so far. Um, and, and so you get a sense that maybe that's what the spell is. Hmm. Yeah I like that I like that a lot I like actually as well that being a necromancer You can Some of the things you can do when you're going around the palace Or whatever is just like Bring a rat back from the dead to distract someone Um, I I kind of like the the idea that you you Kill and take out the the liver of the prince.
1: But then you, you cast a very basic necromancy sort of spell on the prince to make yes. him look as though he's still alive. Well, and but again- It only, like, it only Hitman- works for like an hour.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it helps you escape. Like, Hitman is all about that sort of thing of, like, finding the right combination of things where you can get in and out without being suspected. So, yeah, I think if you've found the right ingredients in, in this level- um, then one of the things you can do is reanimate the prince after you've taken his liver, and the guards won't be called. But you know, you can get out scot free. Yeah, but it's they still won't an be on like,
1: alert till after you go. Yeah,
0: it's an option to not do that. You can still certainly make your way out, and you might kill a few people in the meantime. But like, yeah, I, I like that a lot. That you can, in that very hitman hitman way, have different different ways through each level. But I kind of also like.
1: The spell books aren't as, you know, it says that it needs royal liver, but it doesn't mean that you can't have, like, um, the prince's dinner that night was going to be liver. And it was, <laughs> you know, being served to served to the prince. And once it gets served to the prince, it becomes royal liver. Like Right. It's,
0: <laughs> it, like, I kind of like the idea of that. About- yeah. And so, that could be another way through the- yeah, for a run. through the run. game, he's like you make sure it gets served to him, but then you like create a distraction so he doesn't actually eat it, and then you can just take that yeah. without killing him. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: there's so there's so got to be a pacifist run.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: because I, I like the idea, kind of like in the in the Dishonored, which you were talking about before, yeah. that you know you can you can either go through killing no one or killing everyone, and it's sort of like it, you got two different endings. Yeah,
0: very different ways to play for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that.
1: I like that cool. a lot. Okay, let's do one more.
0: Oh, my God. We're at the end already. All right. Three yeah, times quick. It's been really fucking quick tonight. Yeah, <laughs> good one. <laughs> crustier depression. <laughs> Spring God. Spring God. Crustier depression. Um. Okay. Crustier depression. Made me think of two things. One was bread. Maybe you're a baker. Mm-hmm. Two was oh, your eyes get really crusty when you sleep. And depression makes you sleep. Can, can make you sleep a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, there's something around that. That you've just come out of a big depressive period. And I don't know. And then spring. Guard. Guard. So, All right.
1: I, I'm always thinking that. It's spring is in the, um, as in the season. All right. I'm kind of thinking of this as like a a twisted version of Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Yeah. In the fact that it was actually like a a depressive state that- Right. um, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I think with these ones,
0: we do need to like shift the meaning of the words a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, someone has just come out of a hundred year sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Um, caused by,
1: caused a by curse. you know, a curse, that is, you know, and wakes up with, like, crusty eyes and that sort of stuff and, you know, sort of <laughs> ha- has, you Sorry, know. I'm a, just a,
0: picturing Prince Charming kissing Sleeping Beauty and she opens her eyes and she's like,
1: oh. And they're all, like, it looks crusty, as though she's got, like, like conjunctivitis sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, you drive tried sleeping for a hundred years, See what happens to your eyes. Um okay. Although yeah that's that's fine. I like that. Maybe we can take both aspects. Maybe you are a baker. Like maybe this isn't you know, it's it's sleeping beauty but you're not a fucking princess. You're just a laborer. Like you're just a working class baker. And maybe you've been asleep for so long because like maybe this is a, <laughs> maybe this is a world where This is just something that sometimes happens. People get cursed. They fall asleep until their true love comes. And it just took a really long time for your true love to come and bother with you.
1: Yep. (laughs) So, I'm just wondering whether the Spring Guard, like, is, like, a- um, Almost like a side character sort of thing of- he he's there to almost um, escort, like, Prince Charming or whatever to to this place. And he's got, like- He's almost like the uh, the sidekick sort of thing, but that's who you're playing.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, all right. Because you were saying that and I was thinking- Because I'm just thinking of this world where this is a common thing. And so, uh, there are princes and princesses who go out looking for their one true love- but, of course, they're all, like, up themselves, so they only look for other royal people who might have had this curse. But they take their guards with them, and yeah, they- you know, for whatever reason, they're called the Spring Guard. But then that's who is the true love of this baker. Mm-hmm. So, like, while they're- the person they're guarding is off trying to find their, like, true sleeping love- The spring guard. There's some weird (laughs) shit going on here that I'm sort of ignoring for the fairy tale aspect. But the spring guard comes across this sleeping baker who's been there, who's just been like they just get shoved to the side, like they just get put in a bed in a bedroom or something and like left there. It's Um, like, all so so what's your
1: baker's or what's your character's name? So he's saying you play the
0: guard, the spring guard.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just. Oh, I'm. I'm wondering whether you play the baker or, or whether whether you play the spring guard, I d- or whether yeah, it's a I co-op game. It, it depends
0: game. where you kind of want to start the story. Because it's actually going to be a little bit tricky to kind of get across this idea that <laughs> people just have like rooms in their houses where it's like, oh yeah, you know, Beverly came down with the the sleeping fits. You know, we're waiting for a true love to come. It could be decades. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering if your sidekick, Spring Guard, sort of character is, um, you know, he sort of says to your character, "Let's just call him Mario." I'm sorry,
0: Mario, but your princess is in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do they say that to your character or to the prince that you're, yeah, princess that you know,
1: That'd just be perfect. That yeah, you know, um, <laughs> as, as you as you as you're sort of going through. Trying to find your love. Now, I, I think your guard sort of character, or whatever, whatever character you know, yeah. sort of masked and all this sort of stuff. I do like the idea of maybe a gender reversal of the um, the the love that you're actually looking for is actually. You know, you're you're actually female looking out there for for, for your another love. woman, yeah,
0: yeah, well, another okay, woman no, or man or oh, whatever. Right, right. Yeah, look, I was definitely trying to be gender neutral with that, and I think, oh, like in this in this world, anyone can come down with this affliction, and we're not we're not keeping yeah. it uh, heteronormative around who can be their true love, certainly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the idea of leaning into that a bit with the main characters for sure. Um, so yeah, so you play. This woman, maybe her name is Spring. <laughs> okay. Her name's Spring. She, uh, She's the guard for this prince who- I wonder if there's some weird stuff around- Because obviously with Sleeping Beauty in general, like, kissing someone who's sleeping is totally non-consensual. Mm-hmm. And so, maybe you can play with that a bit. Maybe these royals, like, are just total- They don't give a shit that these people aren't being consented. They're just trying to find their true love. And so, they go around kissing anyone who's of a high enough class and has had this fucking come down with this curse. (laughs) But, like, the lower class people, it just makes them really super fucking uncomfortable. And, like, maybe they have a whole different system around you have to, like, leave a- like, like, you've almost got a will for if you get this to say that, yes, people may come and kiss you to try to wake you up. If there's, like, a valid enough, uh, um, you know, if enough evidence that they might be your one true love They have, like, <laughs> deal with your family and stuff. <laughs> it's like, the- meet your parents. Meet the parents. <laughs> before they kiss um, you.
1: <laughs> I- I'm, just, I'm just wondering, you know, whether there's some, like, brigands and- and that sort of stuff go- along the way that you know you've got to sort of avoid because you know they're sort of looking out for, for oh, well noblemen.
0: Well, and I think I think they totally. There are definitely bandits and brigands who like kidnap these sleeping people and mm-hmm. hold them for ransom and stuff, right? Or like try yeah. to sell. You know, they'll like take a peasant who's come down with the what did I call it? The sleeping fits. I feel like it's yep. a better name for it. And like dress them the up, the crusties. Pass- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come down with the crusties, uh, and then dress them up and try to sell them off as a as a as a princess or something, right? To to the royals because they're always looking for the you know there's there's some there's some sense of uh, higher status or something if you've if you've like found your crusty true love. <laughs> 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 oh boy, there's definitely some problematic aspects there, but I think they could be handled well enough that it would make for a compelling story. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Okay, so I think that'll do it for today. I think that's that that I think that will. Uh, so thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. You can find the link there to all of our social networks where you can communicate with us. You can also just leave ratings or reviews right there on Podchaser. We would absolutely love to hear uh, what you thought of this episode, leave a review for this episode or the podcast as a whole. Uh, and uh, tell us what you thought. We would also like you to check out 8-Bit. We're part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a network of podcasts who, you know, mostly about video games, but also a number of other pop culture kind of subjects. Go and check out uh, some of them that I can't remember. <laughs> we did that bit again too. Uh, go and check them out at 8bit.net. There's a bunch of great podcasts there. Uh, so, uh, give, them, give them a look. And we'd like you to check out the
1: Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. It's a awesome network of individuals across Australasia, which is Australia, New Zealand. They just... Get, get together um, And and try to help each other out It's just No one's getting paid out of this No, it's a good time No, it is uh, So check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network On Facebook and Twitter Finally, we'd like to thank Curridus for the song Mount Defiance Off of the album Containment Failure
0: Yes, indeed So thank you again for joining us This week on Bitstorm I'm Ben Slinger I'm Trevor Scott I'm going to heist the Spank Bank.